Welcome to the Downstream Column podcast, Integrating Bioprocessing Steps to Improve Efficiency and Reduce Cost. I'm Brandi Sargent, Editor of the Downstream Column. Joining me today is Dr. Rick Morris, Senior Vice President, R&D, Biotech, Paul Life Sciences. Since joining Paul in 2002, Dr. Rick Morris has dedicated his extensive experience in the biopharmaceutical medical, food and beverage, and laboratory markets to many senior-level positions within the life sciences and industrial divisions of Paul Corporation. Currently, he serves as Senior Vice President of R&D for Paul Biotech. In this role, Dr. Morris guides the internal and external research and development projects of teams in the USA, UK, and Belgium. Dr. Morris earned a PhD in polymer science and biotech from Leeds Metropolitan University, UK, with an Infinity Absorbance Chromatography Specialty, and earned his Executive MBA from San Diego State University, California. Can you tell me a little bit about why integration of processes is critical? Yes, the historic distillation of processes into a multitude of unit operations, it creates a number of defined, controllable, and documented activities and each of those with a series of short actions that should be easy to execute and to verify. Integration of processes reduces the total number of operations, the amount of handling, and the time of processing, and the total number of human interactions required within the process, especially when they're accompanied by a degree of automation. And could you tell me a little bit about what challenges specifically does integration aim to address? Integration aims to control processing risks and reduces the total processing time that's required to accelerate production and obviously reducing the manufacturing costs without any compromise to the assured product uh, quality and overall um, general performance of that product. This ultimately enables higher throughput from a fixed footprint, fixed resource, manufacturing facility or permits greater flexibility and also adds capacity and space that is made available for the processes or developments. Overall, just giving a more general, flexible operation and a much smaller footprint. And I know we've been talking a long time in the industry about uh, integrating upstream and downstream processes and, and the fact that that's important. How can you make upstream and downstream more integrated? That's a very interesting question. Historically, this has been a challenge with there often being a rigid divide uh, between the disconnected goals of upstream and downstream uh, for process development. For example, uh, when you're trying to achieve the highest titer in a fed batch culture using a predefined cell line, uh, you're almost certainly including optimization of that cell culture to increase the cell density, going for higher titers and better performance. However, when driving for these high-density cultures for longer to increase the, in order to increase the yield further, it can lead to an exponential increase in the native contaminants like HCP and DNA. That then in turn will lead to a significant impact on the downstream process and causes significant challenges for filtration and processing. And that can then offset the apparent gains that you got in the upstream side. So these challenges uh, are best met with better and more efficient technology downstream. From an upstream perspective, integration opportunities largely follow the adoption of single-use technologies. Maintaining the integrity of cell culture is paramount, 
and the ability to connect and disconnect systems components without compromise allow almost instant integration of media preparation and filtration and feed and harvest to come online as well. While batch processes dominate, as per, there has been an increase in perfusion and that is developing rapidly. So these same elements need to work in harmony over longer periods and the same integration then requires suitable process monitoring and the control of all these elements to deliver clarified cell culture fluid to the downstream process. That's great. And so it's very clear that there's obviously a lot of of advantages to integration and increasing integration. But I'm guessing one of the questions that you get from folks that are have already have a system in place is how can I take advantage of what's already in the facility without having to start over from scratch? How do you uh, help people take advantage of what they already have in terms of increasing their integration? That really depends on what's already there in their facility. Um, however, if we presume that the user has already started to adopt technologies such as single use, then the, the foundations are already in place for further building blocks. Uh, and then we can build off that. So all in all, it's a case of mix and match. You can go all out for continuous single use add-ons, or you can take existing hardware, even stainless steel, and connect up to some uh, single-use or continuous uh, modules. How does integration facilitate moving from batch to continuous where possible, if that's something that um, people want to look at moving towards? Yes, continuous processing from cell culture to final product represents the ultimate extension of process integration. Obviously, that's existed in many other industries like the automobile industry for a long period of time. Uh, biofarm biotech is rapidly catching up. Continuous processing, in essence, involves integrating everything and then optimizing the whole process so that these uh, individual units work seamlessly together. So the integration of the elements within the process create latent islands of continuity and allow the benefits to be proven, cultures to change, and possibly even problems to be resolved uh, more rapidly piece by piece before combining more and more operations together. However, realizing the anticipated benefits creates a strong drive to combine them all together and helps to understand how to apply the knowledge gained and the data acquired to fulfill regulatory expectations as these processes evolve. In addition, the FDA and other regulatory bodies are strongly advocating the move towards continuous and uh, a more rapid and more cost-effective way of producing pharmaceuticals. That was all the questions that I had. Thank you so much. It was um, really interesting, and, and I think integration is definitely something we hear about all the time, and it was nice to be able to hear a little bit more details about the process. Is there anything else that you'd like to add for our listeners today? Just that I find it a very, very exciting uh, area of technology. Uh, it's constantly changing and evolving, uh, the units are becoming more and more efficient. Uh, software is becoming uh, very much uh, implemented into this and the integration, automation, and also the analytical controls are all becoming one. Uh, that's enabling us to shrink uh, the overall platform and again, uh, making this a very mobile type of process. That's great. Thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. 
Thank you for joining us for this edition of the Cell Culture Dish podcast. To learn more about this and other stem cell and biomanufacturing related topics, please visit us at www.cellculturedish.com or for downstream biomanufacturing topics, www.downstreamcolumn.com.